Happy Sunday, and welcome back to another mind-expanding episode of the Viking Psychology, brought to you by yours truly. Today, we're going to have a roundtable discussion on the controversial documentary, Canada is Dying. I have asked Rob and Eric to join me again for this chat, so get ready for an enlightening conversation. Hey, boys, how we just jump right into it? Yeah, sure. Yeah? Y'all good? Yeah. Mm. All right, cool. Oh, you know what? One thing first. Anybody listening who hasn't watched the documentary by Aaron Gunn, Canada's Dying, please pause the show right now and go and watch. All right. So we give him enough time. All right, you guys. First off. (laughs) Yeah, no spoilers. (laughs) Um, You guys all you guys all watch. You you know what we're talking about here. Yeah. And uh, and and he he did other documentaries, too. Uh, We were talking offline. uh, Vancouver's Dying, stuff like that. What did you guys think of? Like, what came to your mind when you were watching these uh, these documentaries? Sad. Just really, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, I hate seeing, you know, you know, you just, you hate, you hate to see it, right? Because it's like your, your home and you just see it fall into decay like that, right? It's. Well, it's not only that. It's it's the anger that they see all these things happening and they're trying these stupid solutions that obviously yeah. are not working but they keep pushing forward yeah 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 agreed and it, and it's one thing to like because what bothers me is it's like for the longest time is usually when they try to implement an idea they'll do it they used to do it just on a very very small scale so you have a, your control group right so you say i'm like okay this works here let's try and then you slowly expand it like okay let's try something similar i was like oh, okay and you slowly implement it over a series of years so you work out all the kinks and then you come out with a product or, or a plan that's actually better than what you originally had right but now it's just unilateral just yeah we're just going to do this and you're like without any and we and everyone points out of course that like well there's huge flaws and holes in this plan and then they're like oh well you don't care you just hate you don't like helping people yeah and right and you're just like that's <laughs> And anybody you know, Eric, that tries that, anything different, they get shit yeah, yeah. on. Yeah, and then and that's wrong. Cause, and then you t- then you totally invalidate what like the people that actually want to help, and the idea of actually spending money to actually do that and help people. Because I'm, for me, I'm a big proponent of. I'm like, okay, you can't just have, you know, just you can't just be like, oh, by the way, here's your free drugs i'm like okay well are there is there a support group is there doctors is there all this right and a lot of time it's just yeah you have like a counselor and then drugs and but there's no community support really but some of it they don't even they don't even have the counselor some of it is just they go to a doctor or a walk-in clinic and they get the prescription yeah Yeah. it's it's almost there's no checks and balances at all there's none it's just here you go figure it out and yeah if they right if they screw the system it, there's no repercussions for that. None. Yeah. Because yeah. well, yeah, because there's no repercussions for wasting money. That's the problem. That's another None. problem, right? It, it, we're go we go back to the previous problem where people just said it's like, well, if we build more homeless shelters, it'll solve the homeless problem. And you're like, no. Then then all of a sudden, ODs keep going up, right? Because they just end up going to these homeless shelters where no one can see them, and then they just yeah, then yeah. They, well, no they, one can get better. Yep. They discuss that in the video too, where it's like the difference between yeah. the actual treatment centers and just like homeless hotels. Yeah, people are people so, yeah, OD was, most of the time in their living rooms, right? 
That's yeah. what he said, at least. So you just give well, them it, yeah, it, it, it's the same with things. any any real mental health <laughs> issue when it gets serious. Um, like you said, when is the the worst time for um, somebody with PTSD? It's when they're alone, mm-hmm. right? That's when they're most likely going to do something. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's the same as if you shuffle away these the addicts and you give them the, their supply and they put them in a dark corner. Well, they're going to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you feel good about yourself because you put them in that, that hole and they're out of sight, yeah. out of mind. It's a yeah. safe supply too. So yeah, well, oh, you're just sweeping it. And that's what bugs you because it's just how superficial it all is. It's not real. It's just, all it is, is just doing the minimum amount of work just to get moral brownie points, yeah. which really pisses me off. Cause it's not genuine. It's and not no, it's, genuine. It's help. definitely not genuine. It, it can yeah. be like, you, you can't mm-hmm. honestly look yourself in the mirror as one of these people in charge and be like, I'm doing a good job. But when yeah, you've got okay, crime so up thirty two percent. I've I've yeah. actually heard this. There's a difference between being nice and being kind. Being nice is just like surface level stuff. Like you say, Oh, yeah. that's terrible. Being kind is actually doing something to help. And yeah. I think yeah. I think that's where a lot of people are going going wrong. They're trying to mm-hmm. be nice and they're doing yeah. all this surface level stuff that makes them feel good, but they're not being kind and actually treating the problem. Yeah. And I think that's also like just a, a problem with the product of like the social media age, right? Is this, we've all become so vain, right? And so obsessed with the, the quick, you know, the the illusion or image of doing good. I mean, like we've yeah. well, we've experienced uh, similar situations like that with our previous jobs, right? Where we'll spend billions of dollars just to look good without actually doing good. No, right? yeah. So, and the, the thing that that gets me and that I want you guys to, to talk on um, is everybody, everybody focuses on the mental health of, of the addict and the homeless person and what they're going through and how we need to kind of cater to their needs because it's a disease or it's a, it's an, a disorder, right? Mm-hmm. But nobody talks about the first responders. The, what about their mental health? Like, you know, the paramedic that's on his seventh OD and he's lost four of them, right? Or the police officer who we harp on because they're finally so fed up with their job that they're 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 pissed off. But nobody cares that you know they've tried to put the same guy away, you know, thirteen times, and he he's let out before he's done. The guy's done the paperwork. Yeah, and that's like that's that niceness versus kindness. Like the niceness of the laws are not letting you actually treat the problem, which is that person's a menace to society. I yeah, remember it was I mean. called something specific, that tactic that they're trying where they're like the niceness. I think it's called, what was it called? Uh, harm reduction strategy. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one I'm thinking where it's just like, it's all about harm reduction, but it actually causes more harm than it reduces. Right. Cause it doesn't go after the source of the problem. Well, cause it's not, no, long-term, it, it's not long-term yeah. thinking. It's yeah, definitely exactly. not. And it makes vic- victims of all of us. Like, yeah, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I feel for the guy who, who lost his job and now he's on the streets, but you know, chose to go to the drug way you know the uh the mom who wants to take her kid to the park she didn't choose that and now she can't do that because there's needles all over it yeah what about her mental there's also a difference between like the people that are homeless due to lack of money and those that are like constantly criminals and all they do is commit crimes on their habits yeah like i i feel for the people that are homeless because of their circumstances. You know what I mean? Like they lost their job and they couldn't keep up with their bills, whatever. 
but there's those other people that are constantly on the street funding mm. their own habit through like destroying other people's property and jobs and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't feel for those people at all. It's so yeah. hard to. Yeah. And that's, that's a problem I find uh, another problem. I mean, like I know we're talking about Canada, but we see a perfect example that we see, we see is, is in the States where they decriminalize pe- uh, petty theft. Right. So anything about, oh, and, yeah. and now you've, you've just incentivized people. And then now it's just constant theft all mm. the time now. Of the like the stupidest stuff like toothpaste for Christ's sake behind yeah. glass. It's like, like any I think it's anything below a thousand dollars, they don't even arrest yes. the person yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah, anything and that's, that's bucks just below no they don't. Yeah. But then again, you gotta think of the people that need to do that. It, it's like right now our society in what in the Western world is in such a decline that it's mm. like it's like the name of this episode, like we need life support. Like Canada needs life support. It it's true. Mm. We need a better, yeah. we need our government to spend the money smarter. We don't need, mm. you know, millions of dollars going towards opioids that aren't fixing anything. They're just making yeah. the problem worse. Yeah. Like uh, in the in the documentary, they talked about London, Ontario, didn't have a fentanyl problem until the safe supply clinics opened yeah. up because they start them on the, the opioids yeah. and then they want more. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what an addict wants. They just want well, more. And- what was I, I've also heard that they they're now mixing the fentanyl with another drug, benzo something or other, right? Maybe so when you give, so you have it's like it's like you give them a specific drug to counteract the withdrawal system symptoms of the fentanyl, but you can't have, but it doesn't counteract the withdrawal symptoms of this benzos of uh, this other drug. So you're you know you get a double whammy of the double withdrawal, right? So no matter what you do, is no matter how you treat each one. Like this, it you're you're going to suffer from severe withdrawal systems and probably die, right? Or just relapse, which is right. Yeah, no, but it, it it's yeah. sad how or what we're setting our our country up. Like, uh, yeah. I don't want to say the the whole organization name because I don't know if I'm allowed to, but uh, it's like the junior yeah. first aiders that are out there <laughs> are getting taught how to use Narcan. Like, we're talking kids that are 12 years old yeah. are yeah. getting taught how to. to we're normalizing. Yeah people that are get having ODs and we need that to, and like we're teaching decline. our kids that it, it yeah we're teaching <clears> our kids that it's okay that, that oh you're gonna see this and this is how you help no. it but that's where we're affecting more, the normal people and I finally I don't care if somebody gets mad at me for using the word normal um mm. mental health to to be okay with this it's it's not okay yeah. it was never in history okay to to be a dredge in society no normal people yeah. you know what I mean? like, to hard drugs yeah, like, he, that's not that's not a normal thing. No, well, <laughs> no. you remember that people used to argue. I I, I mean uh, that um, well, alcohol is a drug, and alcohol is okay. We're used to. It. I'm like, yeah, but we've had thousands of years to figure that out, right? Mm-hmm. And it's only become socially acceptable because it's one very difficult to kill yourself with alcohol for one, and well, usually you get behind the wheel beforehand. <laughs> well, it depends, but. Um, you know, and well, and because as a society we've kind of grown up around alcohol, right? And we know how to deal with it properly. Yeah. Right. But um, but there's like, well, just because you it's like we're allowed to do alcohol, so we should be allowed to do hard drugs. I'm like, yeah, well, alcohol kind of messes you up for a little bit unless you just drink nothing but moonshine all night, right? Like but, one beer is not going to kill you, but like one hit of a like of meth, you're screwed for life. Hey, there's 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 no you can't conflate the two. 
But the right? yeah, the other side of it is how many people do you see getting mugged or robbed or you know cars broken into because somebody wants to fund their alcohol habit? Yeah, that, exactly. That almost right? never happens. It's always due to the hard drugs where mm-hmm. that that yeah. crime comes into play. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I, there's no there's no conflating the two. I, yeah. I don't I don't see a connection. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like no, yeah. no. Well. <clears throat> I, I get where Eric's coming from. The, like that's what people use to justify, or they yeah. try to tell themselves, like this. It's okay if these people do this because you know mm-hmm. you don't mind going to the bar and having a couple beers, and you know, you know, you yeah. got drunk that one night and you know passed out, and somebody drew drew little you know flaccid <laughs> things in your forehead. Yeah, but it, yeah. It, <laughs> right. But in the same spot, like. It, it, it's a sad, it's a sad comparison in that we are trying to justify these people's behavior to make it yeah. normal for us. And you yeah. know, it's you can tell it's affecting people because people look at look at that stabbing in Vancouver, the stabbing in front of that Starbucks. Not one person gave first aid, but thirteen people videotaped it. Well, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 and dying. Discouraged. People are discouraged mm-hmm. from intervening, though. They, but like, they were you... discouraged from taking a video of it, and they were close enough yeah. that because mm-hmm. I, I heard that, I heard that excuse. Well, they didn't want the the guy with the knife was still right there. That one kid was close enough that that person could have attacked him too. They, they didn't care about that. They yeah. wanted to get that video. They wanted to watch cool. that man bleed out. Yeah, and, internet and post it. Yeah, I mean that's part. Well, of it. and we're but also the other, yeah. We're... The other thing is you get more more trouble for trying to stop something like that than you do for yeah. actually doing it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You, you de-incentivize doing the right thing. Absolutely. Right? And that's another sign of the decline of Western society. Absolutely. Like, yeah. in Canada, yeah, so... it's almost you get more trouble for trying to defend yourself than the guy who actually attacked mm-hmm. you. And Perfect it's example. Scary. ridiculous. Do you remember that guy in Red Deer that got assault? Like, the house got broken into four times by the same drug addict? And then the last time the guy came, uh, the drug addict came in with a baseball bat, and the the home the renter at the time was with his family. He grabbed a, a shotgun that time, and said, "Back off, back off, get out of here, get out of here." And the guy, the drug addict, came in and hit him several times with the baseball bat, broke his collarbone, you know, his um, a couple other bone uh, uh, bones in his body before the homeowner, the renter shot the shotgun and killed the guy and then the homeowner got arrested even though he yeah. was actually assaulted right and this was the fourth time that this happened and then the rcmp knew the guy but he still got uh, charged with manslaughter and got lost to the use of firearms because he was defending himself and that's that's canada though Canada mm-hmm. doesn't like you using a tool to defend mm-hmm. yourself at all yeah uh, well it's a it's a absolute flaw in the Canada justice system, mm. which is a justice system, it seems like. Yeah. So and what do you what do you think could help? Like like what what do we do? Like from your guys' point of view, right? Empower like, people to protect themselves. Empower them. I mean, yeah, so you're protecting gonna... yourself. How how do like uh, how do I say this right? I, I agree with you, Rob, 100%. I, I think the right to self-defense is a God-given right. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> there is no way you should be forced by law to be a victim. There's no way. That doesn't make any sense at all. But what, like, 
I like in the, the documentary when they talk about Alberta with the, uh, the rehabilitation uh, centers over mm. giving them free drugs. Absolutely. Help them, enable them. Like, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't understand how people are so lost that when you read some of the comments on these videos and that, that they are they're bashing the Alberta government for doing this, saying that they're not helping them. When How is feeding an addiction helping mm-hmm. like like what, like what do you guys see as like a solution to yeah. some of this problem? it's An because I, I, <laughs> yeah. well i think things have Not become a... way too politically yeah. factionalized you know what i mean 100 percent. yeah so it's just like they see one side doing it and they're like no that can't be right that's not exactly that's like that's not what they tell me you know what's going on right so you're kind of you got the blinders on for the flaws of your own side right mm-hmm. So you see, but whatever the other side does is just uh, objectively wrong, no matter what it is, even if it's the right thing to do. Because the biggest thing for me that I've learned through dealing with addictions is you have to have community support for it or else you're going to fail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's so true. And and that is the big thing that they miss. Yeah, no, you're absolutely correct there. You don't need just a counselor. You don't need, you know, somebody to give you free drugs. No, you need a support group of like one your family whoever like fellow addicts that want to get clean yeah. right and you're all doing the same thing like like I'll I'll admit like my I had a family member that was dealing with alcohol addiction and the best way so they went to rehab for it and you know they had you know their their 12 step program what have you and then you have to reach you know certain milestones at a certain amount of time you're constantly working with other addicts and stuff like that trying to deal with the stuff and not only that but you're going out and doing like you're doing jobs and you're doing community working with the community doing volunteer work mm-hmm. right building better habits so it was it was a long process but at the end of the day you're stronger for it because not only are you networking and building a support group with other addicts that know who who've gone through going through the same thing and then you got a support like an overarching support group from fam like working with the families and counselors and everything like that to help them with that right absolutely yeah. absolutely something, so something yeah. bigger than yourself yeah and you, yeah. you can't yeah. just you can't just get, say give them drugs and then talk to a counselor that doesn't work well, eric one thing you said at the the very start that uh i think you hit the nail nail with the hammer there was what my party says or what my views are people are so right now it's and it's been it's the only time in history that i know this has happened where we are so dead in line with a, a party or a political ideology whether it's liberalism or conservative we 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 and they're it's like they're so scared to not fit in that if the liberal yeah. side says we need to give them safe supply drugs even if you know it's wrong you will back that because yeah, well, you don't want to be left out. Mm-hmm. Tribalism. Yeah. Everybody's well, and that's yeah. Everybody's so and that's connected what was, through the internet. Right. It's so disconnected because they're not yeah with people. What, what was that gentleman? The MPs. What I was pleasantly surprised. I can't remember his name. He was a liberal MP that actually voted against party lines. Uh, like a oh, that was ago. the guy from uh, Newfoundland who yeah, went against yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, well, because like, his, his people were – they're freezing. Yeah. The people in Newfoundland can't so, afford to heat their homes. And then you can see with some of the other policies that they – just <laughs> the the exemption for the tax that just came out for that, right? 
in response <laughs> because it's but nothing well, for Western Canada. No, but it's because th- it was all political. It's n- it's nothing to do with helping people out. It's all about because they were losing seats and votes. That's oh, what it comes down know, to, and that's that's the big problem with we're going, our, we're going, our in, the wrong, we're going in the wrong direction. But yeah. uh, I agree but with anyway, you, and I, but, I also no, saw I, the I news article with one of the ministers of the energy who said <laughs> that uh, because they had more liberal seats in Western Canada or in Eastern Canada, maybe the West should think about voting liberal. And the reporter's like, are you saying that the Albertans and Saskatchewan people are going to have to pay higher prices because they didn't vote liberal? And she just clammed right up. Anyways, back to what we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, but that that is is an example of um, how it was was a surprise when somebody, you know, because usually we have to do what's best, right? He's getting Sorry. off topic, but he's on the he's on the topic at the same time. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff, a lot of the solutions mm-hmm. that they're coming up with for this drug addiction mm-hmm. problem, they look good on the surface and get some votes. They're yeah. not actual solutions that are hard to do, mm-hmm. like long term, actually yeah. going to fix the problem. But mm-hmm. they don't they don't yeah. look good on yeah. the surface, and that's yeah. that's that is a lot of the problem. I think politicians mm-hmm. are just trying to get to the next vote they're not and thinking of the good of their citizens which mm-hmm. they should be and that i think that is he's 100 on point with that yeah. it's political and, and, that, yeah. and this is bottom. what's been going on since we, even before i was born that the we started seeing a little bit of that and yeah it's just and the other thing is the what we can do like how this tying back into what we said uh previously like what we can do because because we all feel really powerless. I'm like, well, how can we do to help? And I'm like, well, it's a systemic problem that we have. It's not a, you know, you know, what was it? I would say like outside influences and stuff like that. Like kind of sort of, but the problem we're really having and the solution is, well, it's a systemic problem and we need to pay attention to, and we haven't been paying attention for several decades. And now we are. Now we're starting to. I mean, better late than never. But we've kind of, it also kind starts, of uh, forgotten our pers- our our responsibility when it comes to that. Yeah, it also you know starts I mean? in the family too. Like a lot mm-hmm. of these people that get addicted to drugs, how how close are their families? You know what I mean? That's that's a good one too, right? Like that, that is, I think some the, of them. That's the first no, I think some of the families, they I think they feel partially to blame. Like um, mm-hmm. going through that the documentary where kids or younger adults where they start off as these kids who got hooked on oxycontin because they got a sports injury. The parents are the ones that took them to the hospital. The doctors prescribed it, and now boom, now they're hooked on a hard opioid. And these 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 parents feel. I did this to them. I need to support them. I need to help them. You know, I'm going to look a blind eye when they, when they steal from me and Um, stuff like that. The other part of that is why are the doctors prescribing hard drugs for minor injuries? That that's going, that's going down. That would go down another rabbit hole. Of course. (laughs) Like that's, that, that's another rabbit hole where they're just like, well, we're told to just write a blank check for this because one, uh, insert reason here, like it's, it's also just been, uh, no, the, the hospital medical money. Yeah, absolutely, mm. the medical that, that too, right? Caused the opioid crisis. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> was it, it Perdome? So, 
Yeah. The, the one that made Oxycontin. Pru- the, I think it's Prudhoe. Prudhoe. Yeah, yeah Prudhoe some, there. Yeah. And they're, and they're yeah, being and sued like from the, not, not only Canada and the United States, but other countries yeah. too, because yeah. they went into hospitals and offered huge kickbacks to prescribe Oxycontin. Right. And they right. said it was safe. They said, it's on a, you're not able to get addicted to it. It's not a high enough dose. Uh, but they, yeah, but they were, and they had the data show that they were wrong. Yeah. But they just refused to release that. And yeah, I, I never heard the results of that lawsuit that was filed against them. I think it's still going on, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. It might, it might be over. I don't know. The fact that it wasn't but open it, and shut. Like, man, there's on. so oh. many lawsuits going on. It's hard to keep. There's a lot of lawsuits. But crazy how many of them are against pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, no. Come on. Yeah, that, I was. I, I kind of smiled and was was a little happy when I saw that. Uh, what was it? Uh, Pfizer's stock just tanked. Good. Good. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you reap what you sow. You try to cheat so, the system. <laughs> but anyway, what about the uh, the manipulation that the the government and the media is using, like the NLP, the neuro linguistic program they're using, and the words are. The words they choose to use, like safe supply. Yeah. Uh, that's right. I can't yeah, stand any sort of manipulation like that. Any sort of emotional yeah. or mental manipulation like that. Yeah. No. The people it's, deserve, it's, they deserve yeah. truth. So speak your words yeah. plainly. I, and you know, yeah. until I watched that uh, that documentary, I thought hydrochloric or shoot. Hydro, uh, hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. That I thought that was, no, it's not hydroxychloroquine. Is it hydroxychloroquine? Is? Hydrocodone? No. Hydromorphone. What am I thinking? Hydromorphone. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway. I thought it was. I thought it was lower than even mm. oxycotton mm. because I thought it was a way to bring people down. After watching mm. the documentary that's, and then uh, researching, methadone. it's actually higher. Yeah, it's, it's yeah methadone. Methadone is the one that's lower. That's the one that they usually give out. For yeah, that's one the the paramedics give out, and that's where I got mixed up because I was like, yeah. okay, these, this free drug, I'm thinking it's it's going to be the lower one, and it's not. No. It's actually more addictive and higher than oxycotton. Yeah, and, and and they're they're handing it out like skittles. Yeah, why wouldn't you give out the lower doses to like like sure, wean people off of it so they don't have those hard crashes, right? That makes perfect sense. Like any any sort of habit you have, it's a for most people, it's easier to wean off. Like you trail off than it is to just hard cut it. Right? Cold turkey, right? Yeah. And especially with like hard drugs like like uh, fentanyl or heroin, those withdrawal symptoms can be deadly. So it makes sense to wean them off. But you give them something that's stronger than what they're addicted to. Like, how does that, that doesn't make, make sense? sense? None. <laughs> None at sense. all. And... <clears throat> Like, at what point do we hold, like, the federal government or the provincial governments liable for that kind of shit? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, agreed. And you know what? Like, I don't even know what to say. Like, it, 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 I get so, I get so upset because it, they're, they're, they're pushing the shit, and um, the guys that are getting it for free are taking it and selling it on the side so they can buy the dirty stuff because it has the longer high, and it's hitting into high schools. Selling it right outside of the pharmacy that they got the free stuff. Oh from. no! Right? The big like, ones for me is when they're selling it to kids. Well, that's what I'm saying, Eric. Like it, it's like ending it's just... up in our schools, mm-hmm. and it looks like a Tylenol. 
because yeah. it's made from the start of pharmaceutical company. You know, when, when I was a kid, drugs looked like drugs. You had to get it all crushed up in a baggie. And yeah. you could tell the guys yeah. that had them because they looked like it. They, they didn't look like a Tylenol. They, yeah. but, know, but, the, but the other part of that is how how can they justify handcuffing the cops to keep them from actually doing something about the problem? No, I agree. You know I mean? And, that, and that's like, what I was saying. Like yeah. when I think about those guys' mental health, like I would, I would hate to be a police officer. Right oh, hundred yeah. like, well, percent. The fact you that see... you you join the police force to help people and you're not allowed to because you're higher up, say, not, no go. Well, that, and then you have all the bad publicity and stuff like that, saying you know that was worked up with that, and then people just and much like the military, they just quit. Mm-hmm. Right, so you lose mm-hmm. all that experience because all the people that want to do good, they're willing to put up with some, you know, some of the flack that you 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 get. They're just like, no, yeah, it's not worth it anymore. But I mean, yeah, if, like... if they were empowered to actually do their jobs and help and make a mm-hmm. difference, which is most of them sign up to do that. Yeah, if right. you actually give them that power to make a difference, you would see mm-hmm. so much higher like retention rates. Yeah. Mil- military wise or police wise yeah. you know what I mean but the fact mm-hmm. that they're not allowed to it mm-hmm. it definitely disillusions a lot of people well you, you're right. crushing them you're crushing their, their soul like yeah. you know mm-hmm. they get the people that look at them like why aren't you fixing the problem mm-hmm. and then their hands are tied and if they do try to do something then there's protests out there to defund the police or you know right. yeah. or if and, get caught on camera which is yeah. all cut and edited to show them at their worst and that's, and that's where it comes back to political. Yeah, yeah, but, the that, but then their leadership doesn't even have their back, and that that's yeah. that's got to be the hardest part on them. You know, they get thrown to the wolves because yeah. they looked bad on social media. But again, well, what, we're what, see happens, that... what happens to high level police and high level military? They go political careers, so they don't want to ruin right that. So, so, in the end, it comes mm-hmm. down to politics, really. Yeah. Which is absolutely well, ridiculous. And... <laughs> And you're sacrificing the uh, sacrificing these people on the, the their, these people's credibility on the the altar of politics, mm-hmm. and we're going to see a reckoning with that. I, if we're not seeing it now, with doctors and nurses and family doctors and stuff like that, because they're like, with all these, you know, lawsuits and stuff like that, and and all these studies coming out that are kind of damning a lot of, you know, things that have happened in the past couple of years saying, you know, <laughs> contradicting what was said quite a bit, people are going to not trust doctors and nurses anymore. And, oh, yeah. they, and a lot they're of them were just doing, shot. because that, the, the reason why they were given that information is because they were misled as well. Cause they weren't fed all the information. Some of them. Yeah. I would say some of the higher ups, but most of the people that are on the ground, like the doctors that are, and nurses that actually want to help people, we're told a lot of this, like, yeah, nope, this is perfectly fine. This is perfectly fine. Just give it out, right? Some of, some of that is willful ignorance, too, though. They wanted to keep their jobs. True. They weren't willing to sacrifice their jobs and their lives. And, yeah, there was a lot of coercion as well, right? So, I, I mean, mean, you like. At the same time, do you really want somebody that's that morally weak in those positions? Hmm. Because they could just be bought and sold either way. Right. Like, you know, and that's. Yeah. That's a difficult thing, but that, that, that again, that goes into more of um, the lack of morality with our society and the decline and everything like that. But that's kind of but, what I was trying to 
to drag out of you guys is that's <laughs> where it's the the mental health of our whole society. Like again, we go back to everybody focuses on like we're, we'll go back to the documentary, the mental health of the people living on the streets, but they never talk about the whole morality and the mental health of our entire country. We're mm-hmm. all affected by it. We've all gone through these last few years and just been lied to. We've been pushed down. We've been pissed on. We've been all kinds of things from both sides, right? And nobody knows which way is up, what's right, what's wrong, because we're lied to mm. everywhere. It's the boiling. So you know what the they try to frog theory. Yeah, absolutely. And so they're just trying to grab onto whatever fad they can, so they can be on the winning side. And yeah. right now, the people that are supporting the safe supply stuff. They're not helping anybody. They're actually making the problem worse, trying to make themselves feel better. Yeah. And I think that's a symptom. I honestly think that's a symptom of social media. People doing whatever it takes to get the likes and the popularity. Yeah. So they'll jump on whatever fad is popular at the time to get those likes. Mm. Or you get people that are super. uh, My concern is like people that just get super nihilistic, (laughs) which is, you know, which is just. I mean, I've before I switched over and got distracted with my job, right? <laughs> I was, I was going down that rabbit hole pretty badly. And, it, you know, it's like you want to do, you, you know, you want to do the right thing. You know what the right thing to do is, right? And, you know, you do your due diligence, but no matter what, it's, you know, people are bombarded, like who are not as well informed as you, just con- constantly beating you down, beating you down. And then at the end of the day, you're like, you just say, fuck it, let it all burn. Well, you know, and, yep. and I mean, honestly, that's a valid strategy, strategy because you can only take care of the people yourself and the people closest yeah. to you. You can't mm-hmm. fix the entire world's problems on your own well, the exactly. way things are. Yeah. And yeah, but the media tries to put the entire world's problems on everybody's shoulders. Yeah, right. The media. Just yeah. like think about it when you've got when you've got Oprah and The Rock sitting on camera demanding that people mm. donate to help save Maui, but the two of their combined wealth could have rebuilt the island in a week. Yeah. Wow. And right? the fact but, that they're buy- but, we're but buying the per- a property people that as are well. Barely, yeah. But the people <laughs> who are barely, talk about that. you know, scraping by paycheck to paycheck, they're the ones that need to donate the money. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, come on. Yeah. Like that, that's how, that's how sad we become as a society Yeah, where the super rich are demanding the ones barely making it give money and then they do and then they do because they want to they want to say ah, i did what he said oh, I'm, I'm on that guys yeah, yeah. that nicety versus kindness. It, it's it's like the whole entire it's like the unicef scam on a broader scale right yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're like we're don't actually, worry we'll just we'll give it's like don't you want to help people it's like but then only like 13 percent of the money actually that i give you actually goes to the person you know to the cause it's like no, don't talk about that and speak, don't mention speaking that. on that maui situation the entire like that was the exact situation that happened the money yeah. that was supposed to go in that yeah. maui fund ended up going to all the the yeah. uh, ceos and higher ups in that fund oh my god yeah and and them shutting <laughs> and like so, and I mean, then, how, well, I, the Maui yeah. government shutting down people trying to help each other out, like people get like from oh, so from the other islands hauling supplies in on boats, yeah. and then they're getting turned away by the police. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. The people so, just want to know what's going on and they want to help out, right? Dude, so how the same how thing happened not, in? Yeah, how do you yeah, not have that same. nihilistic outlook on stuff when that yeah. kind of thing is happening? 
I know, yeah. like the same thing happened in, in uh, BC in these last forest fires. People were trying to bring feed out to the horses that were trapped in the, the fire zone. And the cops stopped them because they were told they had to. And they're like, no, no, we'll be in and out. Like the fire's not here yet. Just let us go get these horses. You know, there's like millions of dollars worth of animals there. And they're like, no, we will not let you do this. It's like, what is going on? So at what, what, point, like, at what point do people turn on the authority figures? Like it's coming mm-hmm. to that point. It's getting to yeah. that, that flashpoint. And it's, it's true. It's and you know what? This is leading me into my, my next uh, question. Like how do we, how do we help people with, with how they feel like their outlook on life when we have like such a narcissistic government? Like, you know, I, I sometimes I sit there and I think if I was old JT, like, man, I would like, I couldn't sleep at night. Like everything you're doing is falling apart. But then you think about it. Like, does he even think that? Cause you do. No, I, I get the whole acronym or the whole thing of like quicksand, you know, you do one, one thing and you keep, you know, mm. until you're in over your head. Cause you just keep trying to struggle and you keep getting deeper into it. But this isn't hidden stuff. Like this is open. Like you can see your country is dying if, and people if, can't eat. If you're using your logical mind, you would see that and you would change direction or at least try something different. But the fact that things keep pushing forward the way they are and the same thing keeps happening over and over. How do you not start? How do you not start to think that, okay, maybe this is meant to happen. You know what I mean? Maybe this is the end goal. Maybe it's deliberate just to sabotage everything. Maybe. Exactly. But who knows, right? And Mind you, it's I've, it's it's <laughs> gone to the point. Let's get into a yeah. rabbit hole there too. But I mean, yeah, like what two times a or three times a pattern, and it just yeah. keeps happening and happening and happening. Yeah, it's starting to look like a pattern. Yeah, you know what I mean. And most of it ends up being follow the money. Yeah. Oh man, look at like I mean, yeah. look at last week. Last week was fucking <laughs> really interesting, but. Again, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole just yet. <laughs> Maybe later. Oh, there'll be there'll be plenty more time because right now this is like <clears throat> for everybody who's listening outside of Canada. This this is huge here right now. Mm. It's uh, our our country just seems to be imploding. Mm. We got higher than ever taxes. We got higher than ever interest rates. We got higher than ever heating costs, and we literally get told from our government that it's great. We've never seen such success in our in our country. Triple A credit rating. You know, yeah. yeah, every everybody here is doing so great, but yet nobody's doing great. Yeah, we, you know, we, we we've are, got multimillionaires threatening our tax agencies because the taxes have gone up and they have to pay more, and they've never had to pay that before. Mm. Like it's a it's not just affecting the low income; it's affecting everybody. Well, did yeah. you see the the statistic that we're actually in a worse depression than the thirties? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I did because when they when they did the uh, the uh, what's it the money rate oh man I can't I can't speak right now <laughs> the comparison with our dollars if you were to take what our money's worth now and put to the 30s people actually had more like the the poor and down and outers were making more than what we're trying to live off now yeah absolutely ridiculous but people just have to keep keep going on they have to. Because I mean, what else? You yeah, of course. You can't, you, yeah, 
right? You can't just lay down and die. That's mm-hmm. that's not that's not feasible. But but hey, history repeating itself. We're getting ready for World War Three now. <laughs> no. well, and that's <laughs> yeah. and you're like again another rabbit hole, but it's just like it's, it's obvious. Like, how about let's not instigate things, and then all of a sudden people people are in power. Like, you know what? Let's do the exact opposite of the smart things. It's like no, it's like we actually want to make things worse. And you're like, no. but then well, it's just like it comes you, down, it comes down to money again. It, it definitely has is. to. But you, you, mm-hmm. You've got to think um, in the early 2000s, they're like, man, we're, we're getting into a depression. Like, what do we got to do? How do we pull ourselves out? Oh, lo and behold, you know, Star war. War. <laughs> and yeah, war. people then dumped money into defense. They dumped money into the countries because they loved it. Man, you had Toby Keith singing songs about the states. You had, you know, pe- everybody had a flag on their front porch. But now, so trying it again, everybody's that's not wise. this generation. Everybody's wise to it now because of COVID. Yeah. COVID, yeah. <clears throat> COVID brought everybody's attention to, oh shit, media's lying, politicians are lying, everybody's just trying to get rich off of our yeah. backs. Well, and we had nothing to do for two years, so people were able to get into the internet and dig around. Mm-hmm. We, Oh, I can find news articles from France. I can find news articles from Russia, and I can start putting it together. It's the same story written four different ways, but, so but you got to hey, try to find the truth in the middle. Why Why did Canada ban news on Facebook and Instagram? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Crazy how that connected up, huh? Yeah. Right? And free speech is gone and everything. Well, <laughs> All no, of a sudden, the conspiracy uh, theorists are starting to make a little bit more sense, <laughs> right? It's 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 a rough one, man. It's uh, I don't like it. <laughs> but <laughs> gotta at, tell you, at least we are open to it, and yeah. the fact that we can mm-hmm. kind of see the big picture in a sense because we're not closed off to okay, media is telling the truth. Whatever the media says goes. Yeah, are like. People like us, our vision is opened up to the bigger picture, which yeah. both helps and hurts us. <laughs> well, it's yeah. most because yeah. the no problem is most people wanted to just they like I don't care, I don't want to listen to what's going on in the news because the news is always bad stuff. I just want to pay attention with my life, mm-hmm. right? Because my life is more important than whatever the hell is going on. But then again, you're closing off your, your you're putting the blinders on and not paying attention to the bigger problems, right? Yeah. But so, now so, with like the inflation and everything else that's going on and all these problems like with the crime and the, the, the addiction to bring crisis, right? <laughs> yeah, and er, then you er, can't I, I'm gonna, talk. I want to kind of edit what you said there. You, you're, you're not wrong but what happened, <clears throat> let's just take like the 80s and 90s. Everybody did think of their own lives, their, their little world, right? You're in your hometown, you took care of that and people were happy, people worked hard mm-hmm. because they just took care of themselves and, and their circle. Mm-hmm. And then came the 2000s when the internet got really big and we started thinking about the entire world. Right. But then everything just starts falling apart. Like you said, everything starts getting negative on the news. But we didn't revert back to just taking care of ourselves. What we reverted, reverted to was social media. Mm-hmm. This instant gratification. Look at these amazing lives, these beautiful people, and everything goes right for them. But half of them are so depressed and they end up taking their own lives because they have to live such a fake world to get people to like them. But the normal person doesn't know that. They're just following them because 
they don't want, like you said, they don't they don't want to see the world for what it is because it, it's mean and it's nasty. Mm. So instead of just taking care of their own little circle, they just go on their device and they're they're off in La La Land. It's yeah. it's a it's a drug in itself. Yeah, it is. And that's just fry that's... them dopamine receptors. Mm-hmm. Just get that dopamine hit, the immediate that, dopamine hit. That's a lot of it. Like people people don't know how to cope nowadays, not healthily. They mm-hmm. they don't right. They either cope with their device or they cope with drugs or cope with some kind of substance that makes them not mm-hmm. feel. Instead because of, like what Eric brought up earlier, they've lost their community. Mm-hmm. We have, we have, and COVID did it the best. We became terrified of our neighbors. We became terrified of public because they could get you sick and you're going to die instantly if you get sick. And then lo and behold, the world didn't end and we're not all dead. So, <laughs> Crazy. But, we, yeah. but they still have those reservations that they don't want to be around lots of people. Like you see that person wearing their mask in their car alone. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, it still makes me shake my head. Fine. That's what they want to do. Like all power to you, but don't get upset if I, if I shake my head at you because I don't understand what, what you're that afraid of. Yeah. Like, how are you that afraid of life? Yeah, and that's that's consequences of actions. Fine, yep. you can do whatever you want, but be prepared to suffer those consequences. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I'm all for that. Like, yeah, make all the choices you want, but be prepared to suffer the consequences of those actions. And that's mm. that's the thing. People don't want to suffer those consequences anymore. They want to push those, push the blame down the road. Oh, it's it's this person's fault. Oh, it's that party's fault. Yeah. And no. And that goes down the rabbit hole of personal responsibility, which is almost non-existent nowadays. Mm-hmm. And personal responsibility. It's true. What is that? <laughs> like, yeah. It's almost non-existent now. Well, again, that that's another rabbit hole where, like, yeah, if you're the guy that admits to his mistakes and tries to rectify your mistakes, right? Anyway, Eric, anyway, Eric, word of the day, rabbit hole. I even called myself out for it. I still went it for it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's All right, guys. You know what? Anyway, anyway, it's a real thing. Though. I mean, every every rabbit it, no. hole leads to another one, and and if you start seeing it seems so many like of them, right, that's what yeah. I was just gonna say. It seems like right now there are so many freaking mm-hmm. rabbit holes. It. <sighs> Like, like conspiracy theories mm-hmm. are coming true, so were they so much a conspiracy or were they well, just a theory? It's only a conspiracy theory until it's proven true, right? That's a fact. Well, that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. Right. CIA killed JFK. Real. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know they we, we know they covered up aliens. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it was a weird month. September was weird for that. It I'm was not so weird. Look, it's just like. like Mexico I don't know what they're really trying. That looks like paper mache. Like, what the fuck are you on? <laughs> oh, you're talking about the ones in Mexico, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. They're about as anatomically correct as a Ken doll. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh. Anyways, uh, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show, and uh, it's, it's great. It's, the way we talk, it's like just having a, around the table a couple drinks, buddies talking. It's good. Yeah. I hope uh, our listeners are getting as much out of this as we are. So, you guys, stay awesome. Uh, keep <laughs> sticking on the ice. Eric, you know, keep your eyes open and watch out for those rabbit holes. <laughs> <laughs>
Alrighty, crew, that's a wrap-up to another thought-provoking episode of Viking Psychology. I'm going to reach out to Aaron Gutt himself and see if he's willing to join us for a follow-up episode on, me- oh. on the mental health. And uh, remember, these issues are everywhere and they affect everyone. So thanks again to our incredible guests, Eric and Rob, thanks for, for sharing their wisdom with us. And stay prepared, stay curious, and always keep questioning everything. Until next time. <laughs>